0: previously on Killing Lorenzen.
1: The vast majority of people figured this will never be solved.
0: He wanted to run, and he was going to try, but they were right in his
2: face. Um, I even know what the shooter said. I I could hear the words. He said, what are you going to do now, pretty boy? basketball player, what are you gonna do now, motherfucker?
0: Justin's gonna be served soon, cause I got that feeling. Today we've learned that police may be closer to finding Wright's killer after a gun believed to be the murder weapon was found in a body of water in Walnut, Mississippi. Deborah Marion has been waiting
3: for some type of closure and some type of answers, and you got that today. Tell us what happened um, when you got the call. And they said they had some good
0: news for me. I was like, tell me now. It was the news Deborah Marion waited seven long years to hear. On November 9th, 2017, Memphis police announced their first break in her son's murder case. Someone led them to a gun reportedly used to kill Lorenzen Wright. A dive team recovered it from a lake in Mississippi, roughly an hour southeast of Memphis. So now the police have their smoking gun. They literally have a gun. What does that do?
2: Well, I think it puts it, it, you you have the weapon that has been used to, to murder Lorenzo Ray. Uh, now you have to put that weapon in, in somebody's hand.
0: And given the slow pace of the early investigation, that was a task not everyone was convinced police were up to. They said, well, they they already got the gun, but they ain't got no person. I said, well, a gun don't shoot itself. Somebody got to shoot the gun. They got to get the person that pulled the trigger. Call it faith, call it mother's intuition, either way, Debra Marion was right. I'm Zanetta Lowe with April Thompson. This is Killing Lorenzen. Love, basketball, murder. Part one of episode nine, Operation Rebound. It was early afternoon on Tuesday, December 5th, 2017.
4: Seven years after the murder of Memphis basketball star Lorenzo Wright, a suspect has now been indicted.
0: We cut into our regularly scheduled programming at WREG News Channel 3 to deliver the news.
4: Right now at 304, breaking news on a case a lot of you have been following over the years. As police make an arrest in the murder of Memphis basketball player Lorenzo Wright.
0: April once again left the studio to lead our coverage from Deborah Marion's house. In fact, we beat Deborah to the house, where family led us inside. She walked in during our live broadcast, and April was already sitting on the couch.
3: And Deborah, I know you're coming in right now. If you yes. can come over yes. and meet with us here, Deborah, as I said, she um, just arriving. Um, Deborah, what can you tell us that police told you
5: today? They said it's all good. Some news people called me, and I didn't know anything, so I called them, and they said they'll call me back. I waited and waited and waited. About 20 minutes later, I answered the phone. Yep, I can't lie to you. We locked them up this morning.
3: Those are the best words I'd heard in my entire life. I know this is what you've been waiting for. What did they tell you? Who was arrested? they tell you his name? Billy
5: Turner. Billy Turner.
3: Did they say anything about what led them to him? No, I hadn't really got in depth to talk to them yet. But when I
5: do, you know, I got my book full of questions.
0: And everyone watching had questions, too. The first being, who is Billy Turner? We'd soon get our first clue, but it wasn't much as we cut to a press conference. The district attorney of Shelby County, Amy Wyrick, stood at a podium, and right next to her was Memphis Police Director Michael Rawlings. This morning, the Shelby County Grand Jury indicted Billy R. Turner for the premeditated first-degree murder of Lorenzen Wright. This is a pending indictment. This is an ongoing investigation. Because of those two factors, there is very little that I can legally or ethically say.
6: The Lorenzen Wright case has stayed in the public eye for many years. Again, we said many times that we had never stopped investigating.
0: Deborah's family had been doing some investigating of their own, looking for Billy Turner on Facebook, then, as our live cameras were rolling. That's
5: who it is? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh,
0: we just found
5: out.
3: It's on TV, right?
5: No. No. Oh, y'all feel that? Yeah.
3: Who's Miss Janet's son? So you thinking you might know him?
5: Not me. No, not me.
3: They just know who do the yard. That's all. But not me. You said somebody's son. Is that somebody that maybe. Familiar to the family? is the end for today. You just saw, we just asked her if they knew the family. Um, she is saying that they knew he was a yard
0: person. We're going to look into and try to find out more about who Billy Turner is. Within the next hour, we'd learned a little bit more about the man accused of killing Lorenzen Wright. April stayed at Deborah's. I sat on the anchor desk in her place, and we had a team of reporters all across the city trying to dig for more details. Our WRG's Luke Jones joins us live. And Luke, you're actually headed to the suspect's house, but you spent a lot of time dissecting that information that came across at the press conference earlier.
1: We're getting very uh, little information from the district attorney and from police. Now, it's our understanding the suspect, uh, Billy Turner, 46 years old, was actually arrested this morning at a corner mart in, uh, in Collierville. Now, uh, of course, as you just mentioned, we're going to be checking out some uh, places of interest to this case, starting with that suspect's house, uh, trying to learn a lot more about him. His name has uh, not come across our
0: radar up until this point. There's been a big police presence in North Shelby County, uh, near a home where the suspect, you heard his name mentioned just earlier, Billy Turner, may have been seen earlier today. There
3: is a crime scene seen van on location. So there is a lot going on out here. We don't know exactly what they're doing inside the home. They've been coming in and out.
0: Meanwhile, more and more family and members of the media were gathering at Deborah's, a mother processing new details about her son's murder in front of dozens of people at home and a television audience.
3: Deborah, you have gone through so many emotions today. What are you feeling right now? I'm feeling blessed, really, really, really blessed.
0: At times, those emotions were understandably raw. God had a plan for me, and
5: I can't believe, oh, they said I was going to get a Christmas present, and I didn't think it was, they said before Christmas, but I didn't think this early. I'm thinking maybe the 20th, 21st, 21st, something like that, not this early. But then when they called and said, yeah, I was thank you, Jesus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all I could say. At that moment, people watching on TV saw loved ones comforting Deborah as she sat on her couch, tears rolling down her face. The mother, who'd fought so fiercely for answers, was finally getting some. The family was also trying to figure out just how Billy Turner knew Lorenzen Wright.
3: So you were thinking there may be some type of connection way down? Yeah, way down. It's got to be, because why would you kill Lorenzen Wright? What's in it for you? Do you think more people will be arrested in this?
0: I'm sure it will be. Later that evening, we'd gotten a copy of surveillance video from Billy Turner's arrest. Police picked him up at a Shell gas station in the suburb of Collierville, the Collierville Express Mart. In the surveillance video, you can see Billy Turner standing at the counter when he's approached by officers. Moments later, he's in handcuffs and escorted out the door, leaving several store employees scratching their heads.
4: I was wondering like, what are they here for? Uh, the guy tried to step out the way not knowing it was for him.
0: Store associate Amon Elena says he knows Turner and he never noticed anything out of the ordinary.
4: Real nice guy, always just laughing. No, He never showed aggression or anything like that.
0: We got the same response from neighbors, friends, and family as the days passed and we tried to learn more about Billy Turner ahead of his first day in court.
6: I just couldn't believe it when I heard it. I've been knowing him for so
0: long. I never believed no, nothing like that. I don't believe he did I don't believe he did that was one of Turner's church members. He was a member of Mount Olive Number 1 Baptist Church. If you recognize that name, it's because it's the same church Lorenzen's ex-wife, Shara, attended, the place where she apparently heeded a call to the ministry. Pastor Oliver Finley spoke with WREG about Turner, who was a deacon at Mount Olive.
4: He was a man of full of faith.
0: So when he was arrested, it was big news at the Collierville Church. Some
4: have come here, I mean, called in, and crying and going on, you know. So I'm asking for a special prayer.
0: Lorenzen went to our church. The kids went to our church. When they first moved here, my mom introduced them to church because they didn't have a church home. That interview with another church member, Kiana Taylor, confirmed something new. Lorenzen apparently knew Billy Turner, too. Kiana's mother, Janice Taylor, was also close to the family. Remember when we played you that audio earlier from our live coverage when Deborah's family found Billy on Facebook? Well, this was the connection. Her connection to that family is that she was the caregiver of the children, um, and that's all she was. And my mom is being threatened. She is, on social media and stuff like that, and that's heartbreaking. And it wouldn't be the last time Janice Taylor's name would surface related to the Lorenzen Wright case. You'll hear more about that later. Speaking of names, listen closely to what Deborah told us as we walked back through those days in 2017 during one of our interviews for the podcast.
5: All the only thing we knew about a Billy or a Bill was what Abigail told us. It's
0: the only thing we knew about a Bill or a Billy. Remember from last episode what the psychic told the family years earlier about one of the shooters being named Big Bill? And we ain't know no Bill or Big Bill
5: or Billy. We ain't know nothing. We just, we're going to find him. He's going to come in the store or something out of the way. And then when they told him what his name I was like, God damn, I call Abigail.
0: Abigail.
5: Girl, you freaking me out.
0: They got Billy. 46-year-old Billy Ray Turner made his first court appearance on Thursday, December 7th, 2017, two days after his arrest. Turner was wearing a dark green jail uniform. He's about 5'7", bald and muscular, with light brown skin. Judge Lee Coffey's courtroom was silent as Turner walked in. Besides the sound of camera shutters, then Deborah's voice "Listen." Moments after hearing the charges against Billy Turner, an emotional outburst. How could you have murdered my son? Know that's that's just what, just what just I did. You know. Just how? Well, I don't want to
5: apologize, but the anybody who had a son that was murdered, they, they feel
3: it.
0: Judge Coffey telling the heartbroken mother his father was killed, and he knows what she's going through.
5: I understand. I, I apologize to the court, but, you know, I keep thinking premeditated.
0: Deborah recalled exactly why she cried out that day. Then I wanted him to turn to say,
5: Cheryl said she was going to get the Cheryl.
0: You know, that's what I want him to say. Put her ass in. Judge Coffey gave Turner more time to find a private attorney, which gave us more time to dig into his background. Turner grew up in Collierville with several brothers and sisters, the son of Hubert and Bessie Turner. He dropped out of high school in the 10th grade. It's a paper trail that
3: tells a scary story. According to these documents, Billy Turner pled guilty to a number of crimes, including attempted kidnapping in Collierville more than 20 years ago.
0: When Billy Turner was 21 years old, he went to his ex-girlfriend, Felicia Foster's house, one night around midnight. They got into an argument. He hit her, grabbed her, and tried to force her into his car. Then he pulled out a gun and pointed it at Felicia's brother. And he caught that gun. He shot, but it's... I don't, it just never went off. It just went off. It just never I got me. Mean, I just thank the Lord he didn't shoot my son. That was Ruthie Foster, Felicia's mother. We interviewed her about Turner's arrest in 2017, one she was surprised to hear about. I never would have dreamed it with him. I, I, even though this happened to me, I just never would have ever dreamed he would have would have did some. And there's likely good reason she felt that way. You see, Turner pleaded guilty to those charges and several others in exchange for two years at a local correctional center. He worked on his GED while behind bars, went through a drug program, and actually got out early. Turner worked odd jobs, was known around the neighborhood in his church as a handyman, and eventually opened his own landscaping business. Here's Mount Olive's assistant pastor, Damon Dickerson.
4: Well... you got to know Billy, really. Billy's just Billy, and if anyone knows me or knows him know what that means, he's just there, you know, he's present. He's he's a blue-collar guy, so if you need him, he's going to be there. Um, He's an outdoorsman, so if you need to move, if you need some wood cut, you know, if you need your car fixed, he can't fix it, but he knows somebody who can, you know. Um, he thinks he has a sense of humor. Um, so, and he's he's just, uh, he's just an everyday guy, just an everyday guy. And he is loyal and he was loyal to the church.
0: It's the same picture Billy Turner's newly hired attorney tried to paint of his client when they made their first court appearance together back in 2017. Attorney
3: John Keith Perry of South Haven says he was hired by Turner's family over the weekend. He says Turner is still trying to sort out all that's happened in just one week.
1: He has a, a number of clients that he does landscaping work, et cetera, and then all of a sudden that life stops and he's in custody.
0: John Keith Perry is a native Memphian who's practiced law for more than two decades. He does work in both Mississippi and Tennessee. We met him at a South Haven Mississippi office for our podcast interview. He told us his first priority after meeting Billy Turner was simply getting to know him.
1: I found him to be a a person that was a... Uh, a hard-working individual that had had built his own little business, a uh, landscaping business. I found that he had at that time, uh, I think some 80-odd people who he was doing regular yard work and was trying to increase his business back at the time that he was arrested.
0: Perry said Turner's arrest came as a shock to his family, but it wasn't the first time he'd been connected to the case.
1: They were aware that I think back in 2010 there were some questions regarding what took place because of his, his uh, uh, friendship or relationship with uh, a person that was involved and in that was a suspect back then, but they thought that that chapter had been closed and he had gone on with life and had been you know, engaging in his business.
0: A life that for the last 20 plus years, Perry says, was relatively quiet for Turner and also included trying to help others learn from his old mistakes.
1: He was well aware of his past. He talked when they would have different days or testimonies, et cetera, about the fact that he had a number of felony convictions. Um, When we met and talked on the very first occasion. I was made aware that he had a number of past convictions and that that type of lifestyle is something that he engaged in when he was young, but he put it behind him.
3: Did your client know Shera Wright and how well did he know her?
1: He knew her um, and knew her somewhat well, but it was a, she went to the church um and, and, he knew a number of people from that church and had helped and done work for different people at that church. So it wasn't anything I think that was uh, ex- extremely unique about the relationship with, with Shira right?
0: The nature of the relationship between Billy Turner and Shira Wright is a subject you'll hear a lot more about in an upcoming episode, but we recently found evidence they may have been closer than just members of the same church. While looking through our video archives, we found video of Billy helping Shira move out of her home in the summer of 2010, about a month after Lorenzen's death. Of course, we had no idea who he was back then. He's loading furniture onto a truck when we walk up to ask about Shira moving. He actually looked right at the camera, then looked away. When we interviewed Lorenzen's friend, Michael Gibson, he recalled hearing about a lawn guy back then.
7: I mean, I can remember Lorenzen telling me about him. He said that, you know, Shira even sleeping with the lawn dude, you know, <laughs> he said that to me, you know.
0: How long ago was it was around what time frame was that?
7: Uh, this is probably maybe a couple of weeks before he got murdered. I mean, him just doing our usual jogs and he would tell me that.
0: How did he, how did they, how did he know? Did he know Billy or he just?
7: I don't know. I don't know if he knew him personally or knew what type of relationship they had. He just, he just mentioned it to me. You know, sheriff sleeping with the lawn dude too. Sleeping with everybody in Memphis.
0: Again, we'll get into more of that later, but when Billy Turner was arrested in December of 2017, the one person everyone wanted to hear from was Sheriff. We told you in episode eight that she'd moved to Texas, then California. Her ex-husband's murder had been a cold case then in a span of one month police found the gun used to kill him and allegedly the person who was responsible so we tried reaching out to shira several times but she never called back then one night in december of 2017 April managed to get her on the phone. We can't use the audio because she didn't agree to be recorded. But she said she lost her phone contacts and didn't recognize April's number, so that's why she didn't call back. She spent much of the 13-minute conversation explaining why she didn't want to do a formal interview, saying, quote, I'm not looking for the stage. I'm not looking for the limelight. It's really a sensitive subject for me anyway. We're all suffering. Can you just tell me about Billy Turner? Shara suggested we talk to Lorenzen's mother or father. She said there had been lies printed and horrible things said and quote, I don't want to be a part of a circus.
3: I just wanted to let you know that and the reason that the questions are being asked is because they found the biggest step, the biggest clue that they have found since he was killed happened just last week of course his mom was going to be out. The next person who was closest to him would have been you. So everybody wants to know, well what does Shara think? What does Shara think? So that is why we were reaching out to you because it's logical the next person that was closest to him would have been you. And it's not about attacking you,
0: it's about trying to get your perspective. Shara said she and the kids did have a perspective but said she wouldn't consider herself the closest thing to Lorenzen. And I have been following the
3: story, and I just wanted to get your reaction to the, the arrest of Billy Turner.
0: Shara reiterated it was a sensitive subject. She thanked April for calling. So you can't even tell yeah. me your reaction to him being arrested. Her last words, once she did do an interview, she told April, quote, You'll get a chance to hear about it. I'm sure it'll be everywhere. What came next for Shara Wright would be everywhere.
6: The Lorenzo Wright case has stayed in the public eye for many years and we have never given up hope that we would bring those responsible parties to justice. Today we are able to announce another piece of the puzzle is in place.
0: It was Saturday, December 16th, 2017. The voice you just heard from was Memphis Police Director Michael Rawlings. They called a press conference and Rawlings was standing at a podium flanked by the DA, Mayor and other top brass from local law enforcement. Listen to what he said next. Sure
6: Wright Robinson has been indicted for conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, criminal attempt first-degree murder, and first-degree murder for the for her ex-husband, Lorenzen Wright. Sherry Wright-Robinson was taken into custody last night in Riverside, California by the members of the US Marshal Service.
0: This really begins the process of justice. As you heard from Director Rawlings and as you have seen play out in the public eye over the last weeks and months, there are bits and pieces to this case that have been solved. Several other officials walked up to speak, including Major Darren Goods, the operations commander for the multi-agency gang unit. He explained how after years of no arrest, they were able to finally crack the cold case.
4: And as we looked through the case, we did one thing. We followed the evidence. We had no preconceived notions, no preconceived ideas, no preconceived suspects. When we looked at this case, we looked at this case as though it it was something that had just happened. And we wanted to investigate it as though it had just happened. So that's what we did. We followed the evidence. We actually went to the crime scene and walked in Lorenzo's final steps.
0: And they followed a path that led them to Billy Ray Turner and Sherra Wright, two arrests less than two weeks apart.
4: So Operation Rebound was was what we thought was the perfect title for this case. Because in basketball, when you get a rebound. That gives you a second chance that gives you another chance to score the basket that gives you an opportunity to win the case to win the game. And that's what we were thinking when we coined this case operation rebound. This would give us a second chance to bring some closure to this case and give this grieving family some relief.
0: Police said they were working with California authorities to have Shira extradited back to Memphis. They only took a few questions after the prepared statements, and one of them was about the conspiracy charge. They dropped another bombshell. The indictments accused Shira and Billy of trying to kill Lorenzen once before, a prior failed attempt before his July 2010 murder. I would like to say, but thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all, this is no lie. For, for seven straight years, I, this is
5: how I would go to God. God, please get this bitch. God, please get this hoe. But let me tell you what happened that Thanksgiving before that Christmas. I was at church. I was on the floor. I was shouting, and I knew I couldn't call no bitch or no hoe. I was shouting that floor. Lord, please get Cheryl Robinson. Please get Cheryl Robinson for killing my son. Shit, within the next month, they
0: had her. It was the moment Deborah Marion had waited, prayed, and hoped for for seven long years. The night of Shira's arrest, Deborah went to Lorenzen's grave. Marion believes her son was murdered over his money, and more arrests may be coming. Not long before his death, detectives say the pair convinced a third person to travel to Wright's Atlanta home to kill him. Fireworks, he loved fireworks. She lit fireworks at his gravesite.
5: Yes, yes, Lord.
0: Look at those clouds like they're separating. When we interviewed Deborah for the podcast, we noticed a basketball in a display case on the coffee table in her living room.
5: These are the police that actually solved the case.
0: An everyday reminder of Operation Rebound. Somebody gave
5: the head detective
0: this ball when they opened the
5: store before Lorenzo had died. See, Lorenzen signed it right here. 55. And all the rest of them are detectives that helped with the case.
0: And this says Operation Rebound. Yes.
5: Yes, we got her. Throw it up, flopped up, but we got the rebound. We got that a now.
0: What was your reaction when they arrested Shira in California?
2: Honestly, I knew it was just a matter of time.
0: Former Memphis Police Director Tony Armstrong said he was surprised it took seven years, but not that Shira was arrested for Lorenzen's murder.
2: I've seen people come to the defense of some of the worst People that I've ever sat across the table from, and I've investigated a lot, and I've interviewed a lot of murderers. It just didn't happen in this case. So I knew it was just a matter of time uh, before the walls would would, would, would cave in on her. Uh, She just didn't have the support. Nobody defended her. Nobody, you know, said that this was out of character for her since day one.
0: And it was from day one that people like Deborah's sister Zetty, believed Shira was involved, so she felt a sense of relief. Every last person that I know will tell you, I, I everybody will listen to me.
5: I told everybody that would listen to me, I know they bitch had something to with it. So like I'm saying, and I know this, and I know this, and I knew this. I just knew it. I just knew somebody was gonna have to. It was just gonna have to be something that's gonna get them.
7: They'll called me. She called me and she said, Mike G, they got her. They finally got that bitch, you know. They got Cheryl, all that.
0: What was your reaction to that?
7: Oh, man. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. I was in bed. Deb called me. I'm like, whoa. Um, surprised, but not surprised because Deb always said it was her. We always thought they were was her. I, me, personally, I didn't want to believe it. I still don't even want to believe it now, you know. But – you know it was just it was it was shocking and disappointing
0: lorenson's fraternity brother phil dodson had a similar reaction
7: i lived with them you know i looked to share like a sister and i never and i can remember people saying you know you she did it she did it. and i'm like no there's no way she did it there's no way she did it she she I, I i saw the love that they had at one point i knew that they had six beautiful kids i you know i was and just not thinking that somebody could be so malicious I mean, that she could have done such a thing. And then for for me to find out that she did. It was it was crushing.
0: One of the few people who spoke with us about Shira was her old band instructor from Westwood High School, Ricky Richardson.
4: I'm just blown away. The kid I knew was just
3: just kid. Um it's unbelievable, but it's just, it was just unbelievable to me. This
6: painful thing.
0: Following Shara's arrest, WREG sent a crew to Riverside, California, about an hour south of L.A. In Shara's first mugshot, she was wearing a white shirt, her short hair close to her face. On Monday, December 18, 2017, Shara had her first court appearance, but she didn't walk inside. Shara was rolled into the courtroom in a wheelchair wearing a blue jail uniform shirt and red pants. Her hair was matted to her head in certain spots and bandages were covering parts of her arms on the inside of her elbows, where a nurse might go to find veins. Here's audio from the judge calling her case.
6: i call the uh, sheriff sure right matter on the fugitive calendar. Good morning, Honor, Eric, he's Wright. She's president and custody to my left. And uh, for the record, I will appoint a public defender on this right to some matter.
4: Thank you. And at this time, we're asking to continue today's arraignment until Wednesday for reasons that I stated to the board chambers. And I'm willing to
6: do that, but again, I would note
4: that, well,
6: I would suggest that time shouldn't be running then, uh, basically, that uh, we'll give you enough time to speak to her, but I I think, again, our, our time period wouldn't
0: be running The judge said Shara would have another hearing in two days so she could be seen by a doctor. Meanwhile, Shara's California neighbors were shocked by both her health condition and, of course, that she was there in the first place, accused of killing her ex-husband. This is quite the opposite picture neighbors paint of Shara Wright.
2: I never saw anything close to that.
0: They've never seen her in a wheelchair before. Oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. It's just crazy to know that she lived right there. Despite the surprise of Shira's arrest, neighbors described the odd behavior they'd witnessed.
2: She was that neighbor that um, woke everybody up uh, early in the morning. She would walk up and down the street in her bathrobe on the phone screaming at people.
0: We had at least a half dozen neighbors tell us the same thing. Like everybody else has said, her walking around in her little white robe railing her arms, talking on the cell phone. Shara had a brother who lived in California and her twin sons were reportedly thriving on the basketball court in their new city. Shara had been arrested during a traffic stop after one of their games. Now her sons play for a local high school. Their coach is constantly bragging about their skills on Twitter. He also posted this Saturday, indicating after a very difficult 24 hours, Wright's sons played in a tournament 12 hours after her arrest. As Shara's family carried on while she was behind bars in California, the question in Memphis was if and when she'd return home. Shara Wright is back in court here at Riverside Hall of Justice this morning. We'll soon learn whether or not she fights coming back to Memphis. It was a fight that didn't last long. As Shara would soon make the 1700 mile trip to her hometown to face her future on the next episode of Killing Lorenzen. right now sits here at Shelby County Jail East, where she's being kept away from the other inmates until a mental and physical exam can be completed. At that point, she'll go back into the general population with everyone else.
5: I don't really come to what I really want to get her ass locked up, that's the only thing I want
4: to.
3: Shera's attorneys say on social media, comments about her have been
2: brutal.
4: The comments are overwhelmingly negative. They're generally uninformed. They're generally hateful.
2: He, he cut the deal. You know, the police say, whoever talks first gets the deal. You know, you talk, you get the deal. He got the deal. When the trial
5: come and everybody hear them phone conversation, some of her folks just going to get up and walk out the damn court because they're gonna say,
0: ah, shit we can do. Killing Lorenzen, Love, Basketball, Murder is a production of WREG-TV in Memphis. It's reported and hosted by us, Zanetta Lowe and April Thompson. Our editor is Josh Strong. Original music, Lorenzen's theme by Boo Mitchell and Uriah Mitchell of Royal Studios, Memphis, Tennessee. Cover art by Corinne Zeta. David Royer is in charge of web and social. Eric Lipford handles our file research and thanks to our colleagues, Alex Coleman, Caleb Hilliard and Sean Scott for their assistance. Jessica Davis is our intern, and none of this would be possible without the support of our assistant news director, Sarah Van Arnum, and our news director, Bruce Moore. While you're here, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, rate and share it.